everyone. Welcome back to Diary of an Empath. So I have not done a solo episode in a while. So I want to take the opportunity to say thank you. Thank you so much for continuing to support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Because there are times, I'm not going to lie, there are times when I feel like giving up because it's a lot of work. And when I get that message from someone who says, hey, I've been listening to your podcast. It inspired me to leave my abusive marriage that I've been in for 20 years. When I get messages like that, that keeps me going. That tells me this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And when I'm reaching others and helping others and you all are telling me how it's affecting your lives, that's to me, the best part of what I do. I get to listen, I get to learn, and I get to help others in the best way. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Recently, I was humbled and lucky enough to be featured in Podcast Magazine. So if you haven't gotten a chance to read that article, it's available on podcast.com, podcastmagazine.com, or in any magazine stores. It's an awesome article. Christine, who is the editor, did an amazing job at just compounding who I am and telling the story of this podcast. So check it out if you get a chance. Okay, so let's dive in. Today's episode, I want to talk about something that everyone has gone through at some point in your life. And that's how to know when you're in a bad relationship, how to know when this relationship is no longer working for you, whether that's romantically or a friendship. We've all come into those situations where we've stayed too long, or maybe we've had poor boundaries and we let somebody in who should have left a long time ago. But how do you know when it's overthinking or your unhealed wounds versus when it's just time to let somebody go because they're toxic? I've been there. I've been in relationships that weren't necessarily very healthy. I've been single quite a long time, but I've been in some really nasty relationships. And I had to take responsibility for my own shit. Now, I might get some backlash from this, but I'm not victim blaming because at the same time, of course, it's not your fault if you were abused. It's not your fault if someone is treating you like dirt, but it is your responsibility to heal. Nobody is going to force you to heal, right? Nobody's going to make you get on that train of self-healing and removing those trauma bonds. That's something that you have to do on your own. So that's where the responsibility comes in. There are always lessons to learn from every person, from every situation and everything that you do, because you can be in a toxic and an abusive situation and there's still a lesson for you there for growth. So for me, for example, when I was in a situation that was bad, I had to take a good hard look at myself as to why did I not have boundaries the way that I needed to? Why were my boundaries so poor in that situation that I allowed that person to continuously stay for as long as they did? It wasn't my fault that I was in an abusive situation. It wasn't my fault what they were doing to me, but when that situation resolved, it was my responsibility to heal. It's my responsibility to grow. And what I learned from those situations is that I had poor boundaries. And I'm not saying that this is your situation or that everybody who's in an abusive situation has poor boundaries. This was what I needed to work on and what I recognize were my patterns. So what I'm saying is that 
there might be situations that you have to reflect on and see where the growth is. Where do you need to grow so that way you don't repeat those patterns in the future? Again, not victim blaming, not saying anything was your fault, but you have to take responsibility for your own healing. But there are times when maybe we have some unhealed wounds that are coming up in relationships because when you're used to a level of chaoticness, right, especially when we're growing up, if your parents or one of your parents are dysfunctional, narcissist, borderline personality, abusive, or whatever the situation is, and you're used to a chaotic household, as you get older and you experience relationships, you might be experiencing a level of chaos that you are used to. So if you meet someone who's actually healthy, they might feel boring because your nervous system is not being activated. You are used to a level of dysfunction that your nervous system is being activated. So anyone who does not activate that nervous system, that fight or flight system that our brains are saying, hey, it's time to either run or it's time to fight because maybe that's what you were used to when you were a child. Now, when someone doesn't activate that, it's like, okay, whoa, what's wrong with this person? Is this person, do I need to look out for something? Or this person is boring. There's nothing exciting about this person. So sometimes that can very well be the case. However, the key difference here is if someone is showing you red flags, because the red flags are always there, those are the things that you need to pay attention to to know the difference between if it's you in your thoughts and overthinking or is it really the person and they're just toxic and you need to remove them from your life. So if a person is not showing up for you, being there for you in the way that you need them to be there and you've communicated how you need this person there for you, maybe it's, hey, I love when my partner calls me or text me throughout the day. I love when my partner does things for me to make my life easier, such as doing the dishes or just making something easier for me in terms of tasks. Or maybe, hey, I love when my partner shows me affection. If your partner is not showing up for you in the ways that make you feel loved, that's a red flag. Or it can just mean you're not compatible because you deserve for someone to show up for you in the way that you show up for other people. It's 50-50. It's a two-way street. Side note, did you guys know that I'm not only a therapist, but I'm also a professional tarot reader? It's not exactly me hovering over a crystal ball telling your future. It's a tool to connect with your guides and your higher self to help you in certain areas of your life. Tarot genuinely changed my life and it can potentially change yours too. Click on the link in this podcast for more info. Okay, back to the podcast. Another thing to ask and evaluate, even in friendships, do they support your endeavors? Do they support your business? Do they repost your content if you're a business owner? Do they show up to the events that are important to you? Do they make an effort to communicate with you? Those things that are important to you in a friendship, if they're not showing up for you, you may have to ask, what level is this friendship on? Because there's tears. There are levels to this, right? But at the same time, you do have to communicate your needs because not everyone's a mind reader. So if they don't know 
what you're looking for in a friendship or a relationship, they may not know how to show up for you, right? So that's another way to evaluate. Is this relationship good for me? Now, if you're in an abusive relationship, a relationship with a narcissist or anything that's mentally, emotionally, or physically abusive, there's no question to leave. If your safety is compromised, your mental health safety, your spiritual safety, your physical safety, it's time to go now. It's time to pack your bags tonight if you can, if you have a safe place to go and to leave because they will not change. I'm telling you right now, if you're in a relationship with a narcissist, they do not change. They view relationships like a phone. It's a utility for them. You are only there for their own needs and their own supply. If you're not giving them that supply, they will get it from somewhere else. When they're done with it, if they don't need you, they put you down. When they need you, they pick you up, store you away, take you out when they need you or when they need something for them to supply them. Everything for them is manipulation. So if you are with a narcissist, my advice to you is to run. Not walk, not tread, but to run as fast as you can. But I understand that not every situation is going to be that black and white. It's not that easy. I've had friendships that I'm like, man, where is this going? Is this a friendship? Because I feel it's very, very one-sided. And I've had to make the hard decision to cut some people out of my life. And that doesn't always mean that they're a bad person. They just served that chapter. Some people are only meant to have a chapter in your life. They're just not meant to be there for the whole book. And that's okay. I've had some friends in my life and I've done past episodes on this that they just weren't supportive. They didn't share my content. They didn't say, hey, I listened to your episode. Great job. They never made an effort to hang out with me to see how I was doing. But yet I did with them. It wasn't a a two-way street. I communicated, hey, why don't you do this? Or I feel like this is not a two-way relationship. And it still didn't change. So I had to make the decision to cut those friendships out because I have the choice of where I put my energy. You only have so much energy to give, especially if you're an empath. So if you're giving, 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 you're not going to be able to give 100% to the people who actually deserve it. You're not making space for the people who deserve that energy. So in order to create space for healthy people, you have to remove the unhealthy people from your life. You have to imagine your energy as one room. You can only fit so many people in that room. And if that room is filled with toxic people, you will not have room for the healthy ones. And if I'm honest with you, the healthy people are going to walk by that room and they're going to be like, that room stinks. I'm not going in that room. I'm going to go to a different room because healthy people recognize healthy people, right? It's a vibrational match. So when you're on that vibration of healing and manifesting things that are good for you, people that are good for you, that's what you're going to attract. So again, you have to take responsibility for your own shit, for your own healing. 
and reevaluate the relationships in your life. And if they don't meet the standard of your self-love and where you see yourself and the things and people that you want to attract, it's okay to remove that energy. It's okay to cut contact. And it's also okay to remove people from your life that you're related to. A lot of people say, well, you're their blood. That's my mom. That's my dad. Let me tell you something. If that person is toxic and if that person is abusive or if that person is just not a good person to be in your life, in your kid's life, around your energy and your family and your space, it's okay to cut them off. It is okay to cut that contact. Let me tell you something. If you have a narcissist parent, they will drain you. They will suck the life out of you until you can't do it no more. And if you can't cut them off, have boundaries. Boundaries is so critical when it comes to toxic people, especially if you can't physically remove them. So for example, if you are co-parenting with a narcissist, it's so important to keep the most solid boundaries. Imagine it like a brick wall and only one little brick is not showing. That's the only hole that's in that wall. You got to do the gray rock method, just completely emotionless. You only respond when you have to respond. Relationships are important. We're human. If you look back at our ancestors, we were always in tribes. It's how we survived. We have to have human connection. It's normal to have human connection, but we are in a day of age that we're connected, but we are extremely disconnected. Social media, Everything has made it really, really difficult to have those solid connections. So I always say it's important to really be critical of the relationships that you do have in your life and make room for the healthy ones. Another thing I want you to look out for is humility and control. If your partner or your friend tries to humiliate you in front of other people, talks down to you, in front of other people, or talks about you to other people, that is a huge red flag that that person does not value you and does not respect you. If your partner is trying to control you, whether it's what you wear, who you see, who you're friends with, what you do, what time you call, nobody has that much power. No one should have that much power over what you do unless it's your child, but you're not a child, you're an adult. So if you are in a situation where somebody is talking down to you about you or trying to control you, that might be time to reevaluate that relationship because that is abuse. Any means of control is abusive, whichever way you wanna look at it. That is mental abuse. And that is a situation that you should not stay in because you deserve better. Another thing I want to highlight is communication. If you and your partner cannot communicate, maybe you're having lots of arguments. Maybe there's a lack of communication. Maybe you or your partner completely breaks down. That might be something to evaluate. Am I compatible with my partner? Is my partner compatible with me? Communication is the number one criteria with why marriages and relationships do not work, second to infidelity. But if you can't communicate with your partner, with your relationship, or even in a friendship, 
then it's not going to work. You have to have a solid communication. Now, every relationship and every marriage, there's going to be communication issues at some point. You're not always going to agree. But if you just cannot communicate on a day-to-day basis or there's a lack of communication with basic needs, you may need to try to figure out the root of it. But if it just comes to an issue of compatibility, the likelihood of that being resolved is very, very slim. Now, I'm not saying that two people that have ineffective communication cannot work on it, but the difference is is when you have two people willing and wanting to work on communicating better. That's the difference here. But if it's only one partner that's wanting to fix the communication and the other one's not, it's not going to work. Another sign of an unhealthy relationship is a one-sided relationship. And I cannot count how many of these I've had in friendships, in romantic relationships, mostly friendships, where I've put in a lot of effort into showing that I care, into doing things for that person. And that person just doesn't reflect the same actions or they pretend to in the beginning and then change up halfway through. So it's important to recognize if a relationship is one-sided. Are you investing more time, effort, energy, emotion in maintaining the relationship? Because if you are, that is draining and it's going to catch up with you because you're giving someone energy that they're not even reciprocating. This can leave you feeling lonely, isolated, foolish. I have felt all the above in previous relationships and friendships, and I've had to make the hard decision to let them go. Now, in some cases, these issues can be addressed. Maybe you just need to have a conversation. Again, not everybody is a mind reader. So if there are issues or things that you want your partner to do more of or lack thereof, communicate it to them. Give them an opportunity to fix the issue. Give them an opportunity to address whatever it is that's bothering you because they may have no idea. For those of you that have more of an avoidant attachment style, you may not want to deal with conflict. For some people who have more of an anxious attachment style, they may not want to say anything out of fear that they'll push their partner away. It's important that you try to overcome that fear and have that conversation to at least give them an opportunity to address whatever your concerns are. Healthy relationships are going to uplift you. They're going to support you. They're going to help you be a better version of yourself. They're going to be energetic, not draining. So it's important to recognize when you have toxic relationships, a relationship that maybe just is no longer serving your highest good versus the ones that should stick around. And some of those relationships may not be your forever, and that's okay. But I hope that some of these tips and this episode today at least gave you some ideas and some motivation to reevaluate some of the relationships in your life that are no longer serving you. So once again, I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much for just continuing to come back each and every week for all the support. I have some really 
exciting guests lined up this month. So I can't wait for all of you to tune in. I would give you some hints, but I just don't want to give it away. So if you like this episode, please tag me. If you guys are listening, take a picture of it, tag me and let me know what you think. And if you have any ideas for any guests or any episodes, I respond to everybody. So please let me know. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And until the next time, see you on the next episode of Diary of an Empath. (laughs) 